1: This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio in the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. We use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers is one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And As you know, we reject revolution and we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, welcome to the broadcast. Man, yesterday we had a barn burner with uh our dear brother Scott Bradley. com is his website to preserve the nation, his collegiate series and lifelong goal. I share that goal with him, by the way. We talked a little bit about Donald Trump. He says, My plan to take down the cartels, the cartels, he has a Uh, battle plan or a war plan to stop the drug cartels. And you know what? I'm glad that he's talking about that because that's something that's really of great concern on the border. It's one thing to talk about illegals coming into America, and that's bad enough because it's against the law. Uh, But it's another thing to talk about the drug cartels and the trafficking of drugs and children and stuff. It's really even difficult to discuss. It's so heinous hostile and abusive. So I commend President Trump for bringing that up. But I would say, you know, we sure didn't hear a lot about that in the first presidential (laughs) stint he had in the White House. Uh, Sure, he wanted to build a wall, and he talked about the wall on the border and all that, and that's good, Uh, but it's not good enough. You know, why didn't he work hard getting rid of the cartels? You know, Tim Ballard, a friend of mine and others who operate uh, Operation Underground Railroad, helping children get out of uh, child slavery and child sex trafficking and everything else. Um, you know, those are the kind of guys that should be surrounding President Trump on this. And the sad part about Donald Trump is, you know what, his instincts are pretty good. The things he says are right on. The problem is his follow through is a, a, a difficult thing. The problem is he surrounds himself with the bad guys and then they undermine his instincts, his knowledge and the good guys trying to help him. Now, that seems to be sadly the truth. You remember our our friend Patrick, uh, he's the guy that runs Overstock, right, Uh, told us he got to Trump and told Trump about the scandalous voting machines, and Trump should have dug into it, but Giuliani talked him out of it. So that's kind of the problem. All right, we talked about Ron Paul, who says, tell your representatives... To defund the TSA. Well, amen to that. One of the only ways we're going to be able to handle not raising the debt ceiling, Republicans, is to reduce spending and cut, shut down unconstitutional government programs. And by golly, I can give you a list of three-letter swear words. I mean government entities, acronyms of things we should abolish, right? Uh, try NPR, National Public Radio. <laughs> try the DHS, as we mentioned, the Department of Homeland Security. Try the TSA and the you know EPA and the IRS and the CIA and I I could keep going. The education department and wow, we got a rich environment. I'd like to see them just shut down a few government entities that are unconstitutional and frankly unnecessary, like the Energy Department. We've had that since the '70s when they argued about oil for so long. Oh my gosh, we're running out of oil. You know what? Forty plus years, fifty years later, we're not running out of oil, folks. They're not even making that claim right now. They're just telling you that oil's bad because it harms your environment okay but they're not telling you they don't have oil like they lied to you and said in the 70s but they created the energy department i think it was in 77 out of that and the energy department's done nothing but wreak havoc on us ever since and now they want to ban your gas stove dear joe please don't let us freeze on october 27th that's what the ceo of new england's largest energy company basically said um joe mullen is the guy's name He sent a desperate letter to the White House. He then begged Joe Biden to please use the federal government's, quote, emergency powers to make sure that natural gas will be available in New England this winter. How does Joe make sure natural gas is available? He doesn't. He doesn't have emergency powers. Where in the Constitution does it talk about granting the president emergency powers over oil and gas? See, this New England executive is off his rock absolutely crazy. And But the sad part is George Santos still has the backing of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. They're not going to get rid of this criminal that literally committed election fraud to get elected. They're not, and I wish they were, and it really gives me disappointments for McCarthy. The only thing I can say is maybe he's expending his political cap- political capital on something else. But you know what, when you claim election fraud, election fraud, election fraud, uh, and then you uh, have one of your guys commit election fraud and become one of the members in your ranks and you don't do anything about it, wow, talk about being guilty as sin, huh? We then had our guest, Stephen Kovac, with myself and Dr. Scott Bradley. He's a national news reporter with TheEpicTimes.com, and he doubled down and highlighted how much criminal activity is going on with regards to elections. In October 2022, for example, uh, Colorado Secretary of State's office literally emailed over 31,000 voter registration um, instruction cards to illegals and non-citizens. They claimed there was a computer glitch. Fine, let's just jettison the computers when it comes to elections so we don't have any more glitches. 150,000 votes in the 2020 election were not tied to valid addresses in Wisconsin. 150,000. Wisconsin special counsel, for example, finds that Mark Zuckerberg money violated state bribery laws. Is somebody going to go to prison? Facts matter, they say. Roman Mel... Belmakoff with the New York or with the Epic Times has that story. The special counsel who was appointed to study the 2020 election in Wisconsin, submitted his official report in which he documents and determines that, you know what, millions of dollars that Mark Zuckerberg spent on the Wisconsin election cycle violated state laws in regards to bribery. Multiple other issues came up as well, the special counsel found. They say that it included what's called unconstitutional drop boxes, ballot boxes, illegal directives from the Elections Commission in regard to, quote, nursing homes, not to mention problems with the voter rolls themselves. If you want evidence of election fraud, there you have it. Now, Kevin McCarthy signaled to reporters that he would expunge one or both of President Trump's impeachments, according to The Hill. And I appreciate that. You're trying to clear Trump's name, Kevin, but I think there's a lot more important things to work on. Uh, And, you know, um, just because you can overturn it, expunge it, does that really make it not so? Or if we study history, was he impeached and then in a partisan move, just as partisan as impeaching Donald was? You unimpeach him? I don't want history just to play games with partisan politics. We've already gotten into enough trouble because of that, Kevin. We talked about a all Muslim city council, and it's a, in a Detroit suburb. And I don't even know how to say this term hand trunk. Anyway, they approved animal sacrifices at home now. Jack Davis, the Epic Times of that piece literally in a suburb of Detroit now you can literally create animal sacrifices on your property so in some places you don't even dare kick a dog the animal rights folks and your government will you know have your head but in this place you can literally sacrifice animals out in the open no problem joe rogan calls out leftist billionaire george soros he says he wants these cities to fall apart he wants crime to flourish We all know George Soros has been at that for a long time. Joe, I'm glad you're getting caught up for a change, my friend. You've been one of the top talkers in the nation, and you haven't even known that till now? Wow, you're behind the curve, my friend. You got to listen to Liberty Roundtable live a little more, sir. All right, 98% of CEOs are now participating or uh, anticipating that America will have a recession. Wow, I'm really caught. I'm glad they're caught up on that for sure. We also talked about, Several Illinois sheriffs will not enforce the state's recently passed gun law. They claim it violates the Second Amendment. Wow, good for these sheriffs. And this is totally blown up. Uh, We're going to skip the break, Lizzie, if we can, please. Uh, This sheriff situation is blowing up big time. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, the the state of Illinois has decided to ban a bunch of guns like they did at the national level. They call them assault weapons. It's a bogus lie. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. There's a gun. Uh, they claim guns have certain lethality. Every gun has lethality, folks. Uh, every gun can be used as an assault weapon. But every gun can also be used as a defense mechanism. I jokingly but seriously call them rape-me-nots. Because if a woman has a gun and she knows how to use it, She's not going to get raped because she'll stop the thug, right? So they call them rape me knots or kill me knots or hold us hostage knots, whatever you want to call them. But the point is, guns, whoever's hands they're in, they can be used for good or evil just like any other technology, right? Uh, it, you know, for the government, when they're in bed with Twitter, they're using assault computers against the rest of us with our free speech, right? See what I mean, an assault computer? Well, when it's in the hands of government, it seems to be like that. They violate all of our five First Amendment rights. Hey, can you skip the break real quick? All right, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go straight to this clip, ladies and gentlemen. And this clip is a summary of the sheriffs in Illinois pushing back. Here it is. On Tuesday, a new bill was signed into law that outlaws the sale and manufacturing of semi-automatic assault weapons. It also bans large magazines and rapid-fire attachments. Now with the law in place, some county sheriffs are taking a stand. News 8's Cesar Sanchez joins us live with more on why some counties are against it. Hi, Cesar.
2: Hey, Linda. We're here live in Rock Island County where we just received word that Sheriff Hart has also, is also against the new bill that was passed on Tuesday. And we also know that at least three county sheriffs have discussed with each other about the new bill. And today we spoke with Whiteside, sheriffs, Whiteside County Sheriff excuse me, to discuss about the new bill, and he says that the bill is unconstitutional and many other sheriffs agree. We feel we're doing the right thing. With Governor Pritzker signing a new bill that bans the sale of dozens of firearms. That's why sheriffs are speaking up. Whiteside County Sheriff to... John Booker is picking you know, a side. A lot of people are saying that
3: we can't pick and choose and we have to follow the laws, but you know people don't understand that as the sheriff, we're the keeper of the jails. We do have a say who can come in
2: and out of our jails. Sheriff Booker announced that Whiteside County will not check that gun owners register their weapons to the state. Booker believes the federal law overrules the state law, making the bill unconstitutional. It's going after the law-abiding citizen is what we're upset about. And many other gun owners agree. A lot of frustration and the fact that their Second Amendment rights are getting stripped away. During a press conference, Governor Prisker said there will be consequences for deputies who do not comply with the new law.
3: There isn't a sheriff around that supports violent crime. This isn't what we're seeing. We're just saying going after law-abiding citizens is not the way that this needs to be done.
2: Booker says he wants better communication from the governor to look at other issues, such as mental health. You can
3: lay a gun on a table. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's a person that has to pick that gun up and shoot somebody.
2: Now, the reason why Sheriff Booker wants to talk with Governor Prisker about mental health is because he believes that crime happens because criminals have poor mental health. And get this, according to Booker, the closest mental health facility for Whiteside County residents is one hour and a half away. And Booker says that needs to change. Linda, back to you.
1: All right, Caesar, thank you. Other county sheriffs in Knox and McHenry counties are also saying they will not be checking for gun registration
2: with the state. The Protect Illinois Communities Act also sparking reaction from the other side of the river. The Iowa Firearms Coalition strongly condemning Governor J.B. Pritzker for the new law. A member of the coalition says the three Illinois sheriffs who won't comply are in the right, saying he believes they're taking their oath that they made to support the federal constitution seriously. The coalition member also says large portions of the law are unconstitutional and violate the Second Amendment.
1: Supreme
3: Court has previously made clear
1: that—
2: All right, there you have it.
1: This is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. There you have that. That's the summary report on this. I don't believe they did a very good job. They did it while they were at like a shooting range or whatever, plinking bullets in the background. That just ups the ominous kind of view of this. Uh, It takes it out of the uh, logical realm into the emotional realm when you do that. They make the sheriffs look like they're a bunch of renegade lawmen kind of a thing, or, you know, we're back to the Wild West and these people won't cooperate. And this is a complete lie. All right. Now, Richard Mack, president of the CSPOA, I'm CEO of the CSPOA. I work with him very closely. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. We're in the middle of writing a press release in support of these Illinois sheriffs. Because what the governor is saying is I'll arrest these law enforcement people or I'll fire them uh, if they don't go along with my uh, agenda, with the law. The problem is, then the governor says they these sheriffs can't pick and choose which laws they're going to obey. Well, what the governor has done, along with the state legislative body in Illinois, is they've created a showdown of laws. Okay, They created a law that violates the Second Amendment, the Supreme Law. So which... Holds precedent, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a state law that violates a Supreme Law. The answer is the Supreme Law takes precedent, and the sheriffs understand and know that. That's the problem. Uh, He says that the sheriffs can't pick and choose which laws they'll obey. Well, you know what? The governor and the state legislative body can't pick and choose either. There's a state constitution in Illinois and a general constitution. Um, This law violates both. So, you know what, Governor, you can't pick and choose to replace or to change any law you want to. You can't violate the Supreme Law either. I'm calling on the governor of of, uh, Illinois to resign or be forced out of office over this. He swore an oath to uphold the law, not create conflicting violating laws. Well, so Richard Mack, as I mentioned, had the chance to be on One America News Now, a friendly news organization. Here's how that went down. Uh Uh-oh, do we got that clip? There we go. Love it.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Assault-style weapons are officially illegal in the state of Illinois. Assault weapons. This after Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the controversial Protect Illinois Communities Act into law on Tuesday. This new law bans assault weapons, including some semi-automatic firearms, along with high-capacity magazines and rapid-firing devices. Several law enforcement agencies are already pushing back by saying they will not enforce this new, blatantly unconstitutional gun ban, as they believe just that it is unconstitutional. In which Governor Pritzker responded by saying that law enforcement will either do their job, or they won't be in their job. Listen...
5: The fact is that, yes, there are, of course, people who are trying to politically grandstand, uh, who want to make a name for themselves by claiming that they will not comply, but the reality is that the state police is responsible for enforcement, as are all law enforcement all across the state, and they will, in fact, do their job, or they won't be in their job.
4: So, threatening to fire police officers while you're already dealing with a shortage in of police officers amid a surge in violent crime, not the smartest move, if you ask me. Well, I'm not at all surprised. Nothing in this bill will make Illinois residents safer. Illinois is one of the strictest gun, lo- uh, gun control laws in the states, in the nation, before the ban. And how's that been working out for them? <laughs> Should we ask Chicago? Former Sheriff Richard Mack joins me now to discuss this. He started the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, which educates both citizens, sheriffs, and other peace officers on the Constitution and their limitations of power according to the Constitution. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Sheriff Mack. These officers were, were given an ultimatum by their governor enforce this obviously unconstitutional law or you're going to be out of a job, you're not gonna be able to feed your family. Uh, Your response to to that, it it seems just quite grotesque.
6: Well, uh, Governor Pritzker is uh, falling in line with uh, many of the other governors of Illinois who are totally corrupt and don't know the constitution and don't know the limitations on their own power. Uh, These sheriffs that are pushing back are voted into office by, for, and of the people of those counties. They are uh, not hired by the governor uh, or the state. They cannot be fired by the whims of this governor. Uh, And if this governor uh, knew and understood uh, the own uh, history and criminality in Illinois and more specifically Chicago, Uh, that he would try to do something to take guns away from criminals instead of law-abiding citizens. And those sheriffs are required by law to protect the rights of the people Uh, because he and other politicians want to act and grandstand, as he said, uh, to the people of Chicago and Illinois that they're actually doing something about crime when they're actually making it worse and these brave sheriffs and other public officials who are are saying, no, that's not going to help. Maybe we should maybe you should try, try to talk to us before you pass uh, criminal laws and, and make us a part of this instead of uh, making it worse for the American people in Chicago. Uh, nothing and you already alluded to this, nothing that this bill does uh, takes guns away from the gangs or stops the violence of Chicago.
4: Yeah. You know, now that he's passed this law, I guess all of the, the felons, all the people who illegally own firearms, who are, are involved with gangs, I guess if they have any guns that fall under this new law, all of a the sudden, they're just going to be law-abiding citizens, perfectly law-abiding they're citizens. Just gonna they're just going to turn them, them in, right? They're going to turn them in, do the right thing, say, here you go, Governor <laughs> Pritzker. I'm so terribly sorry. No, of course they're yeah. not going to do that. So, What is what is the thought process in passing a, a, a law like this?
6: Well, the thought process is pure politics, and he, he blames these uh, brave sheriffs uh, for uh, grandstanding. That's all he's doing. Uh, he has no experience in this. He is providing nothing new. Uh, he is going to provide no safety uh, for the people in Illinois. Uh, and he's actually lying to them uh, about this going to work. He's also lying to them about keeping his oath of office. He swore an oath. Read the, read the Illinois Constitution, uh, Governor, and read the United States Constitution. Uh, I want a case about this sort of thing at the United States Supreme Court. Maybe you ought to be checking on some of the cases that the United States Supreme Court just ruled regarding the Second Amendment. You are violating that. You're violating your oath. And you are the one that should be removed from office and you should resign in shame. Uh, be, you know, you're like I said, you're just following along the other corrupt governors of in the history of Illinois
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this criminal governor is out of control, okay? He needs to be impeached, removed from office, and put on trial for his violation of the Constitution. When he got elected, he swore to uphold the supreme law of the land and protect the supreme law of the land from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And he should have censured the legislative body for even considering or passing a law like this. He should have said, you know what? You guys cannot do this. You've sworn an oath to uphold not to create conflicting laws and then threaten law enforcement for choosing the supreme law. If he was ignorant and he's like, oh, you know, I passed this or I signed this and I didn't really know and the sheriffs educated him and he backed off, that would be one thing. It's like, you know what? You're human. Maybe you didn't know. You grew up and went to the communist government schools, so maybe you didn't know. But when he literally goes this far to to the legislative body passes a law, then to go ahead and sign this into law and then threaten law enforcement to kowtow to his pretend legislation that conflicts with the supreme law of the land? He's gone too far. If the American people allow this to stand, sadly, we get what we deserve. We the people should create the ultimate check and balance and fire this guy. Hang tight, there's more in the clip in seconds on your radio
0: exposing corruption informing citizens pursuing liberty you're listening to Liberty News Radio
7: USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Tornadoes across the South are blamed for at least nine deaths in Alabama and Georgia. Officials fear the death toll could rise as search and rescue efforts continue. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey praised the people of her state as they deal with such devastation.
3: Typical of the values that we Alabamians have, that we just flat help everybody when we
7: can. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp identifies two victims who died in his state as a five-year-old boy who was hit by a falling tree and a transportation worker killed while responding to the storm, it could take days to assess the damage. Loved ones of the late Lisa Marie Presley seem to have been forced to make one of the hardest choices of all. Here's Ryan Daniels.
8: New details about Lisa Marie's death are coming to light. TMZ reporting the 54-year-old was already brain dead when she was admitted to the hospital Thursday afternoon. She'd been rushed there after suffering cardiac arrest at her California home. The hospital put Presley under a medically induced coma, where her heart then reportedly failed two more times. That's about when family, who had already signed a DNR, ordered doctors not to resuscitate her.
7: The family says she will be laid to rest at Graceland next to her son, Benjamin, who died by suicide in 2020. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is heading south this weekend, making multiple stops along the U.S. southern border during an unprecedented influx of asylum seekers. New York has accommodated nearly 40,000 migrants since May, and Mayor Adams estimates that has cost the city at least $1 billion. He will speak from El Paso on Sunday. Meanwhile, migrants being housed at a Manhattan hotel say they're being given rotten food by the city. There are also complaints about the food being served at another shelter. Somebody won the billion-dollar Mega Millions jackpot in last night's drawing. The ticket was sold in Maine. There were also 14 winners of up to $2 million each in several states. This is USA News.
0: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people... It's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true, the typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people, but what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing, if you join MediShare Complete right now, They'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before January 15th. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE.
1: All right, we're in the middle of a clip, ladies and gentlemen, where Sheriff Richard Mack appears on, quote, in focus with Addison Smith on One America News Network, a very friendly, great network to be on. We're grateful for their partnership and involvement. Uh, Here's the rest of the clip. Then we'll talk about it with Chris Carlson. Regarding the Second Amendment, you are violating that. You're violating your
6: oath, and you are the one that should be removed from office and you should resign in shame. uh, You know, you're like I said, you're just following along the other corrupt governors of in the history of Illinois, but we need to take crime uh, more seriously than just passing another stupid law that makes people feel good, but will change nothing. And as a matter of fact, governor, I will guarantee you right now, your uh, support of this legislation will make things worse and make crime worse. Why don't you focus on going after the criminals that commit gun violence instead of the law-abiding citizens of Illinois? And we also, I wanna play another clip
4: for our audience. Uh, Pritzker also responded, not not just to police officers, but to citizens of his state who might not like this this new, uh, might not like having their second amendment infringed.
6: What's here's he gonna what... do, fire them too? <laughs> yeah,
4: here's what he said to sure. the people of Illinois.
5: What, what is your message to those people who've kind of said, look, we might turn a blind eye to this thing? Well, the first thing I'd say is uh, they took an oath of office to uh, uphold the law. Uh, as law enforcement, that's their job. And I expect them to do that job. Uh, I, you know, you can have all the resolutions and declarations that you want. The reality is that the laws that are on the books, you don't get to choose which ones people are going to follow. Um you know, if you don't like it, go petition for a change uh, in the legislation or in Springfield. Remember, nobody's guns are getting taken away from them. Um, there are plenty of other weapons that aren't covered at all by uh, this ban, and this ban is really focused on the same kinds of weapons that were uh, banned by the federal government uh, for ten years, and we saw a significant downdraft in the number of people. Uh, who were shot and killed uh, as a result of the passage of that assault weapons ban. We expect the same thing to happen here in Illinois.
4: You don't like being deprived of your God-given right to keep and bear arms? Then go sign a petition. So says Governor Pritzker. Unbelievable.
6: Well, what a joke he is because he actually talked about the oath of office. Why don't you quote the oath of office you're talking about, Governor, in your oath? You promise in God's name to uphold and defend the United States Constitution. Should I quote you the 27 words in the Second Amendment? Uh, no, You are the one picking and choosing. You think it's okay to violate the supreme law of the land, i.e. the Bill of Rights uh, and the Second Amendment. It's not up to you to pick and choose what gun I own. It's not up to you to pick and choose how I keep and bear arms. And no, there is no statistic except some lies from the federal government that that uh, assault rifle uh, uses in crime diminished during the assault rifle ban. They've never been used in the commission of crime. They've all they've always been maybe one percent of the crimes you're not going after, as you alluded to, the guns, the other guns. Most of the guns used in these crimes are pistols. Very few. Uh, Crimes committed in this country or in Illinois uh, have these great big old guns that are very difficult to conceal. They don't use them too much because they're just too difficult to use and to conceal. Whether or not uh, the logistics of this, which gun is bad and which one isn't, you need to look at yourself and see what are we really doing about the criminal element in Chicago? You are doing nothing. You are going after the law abiding citizens. The criminals are not going to stop using these guns or any other gun that you want to make illegal focus on the crime and the people committing the crime, not law abiding citizens and sheriffs. Yeah.
4: Well said Sheriff Mack, thank you so much for joining the show. All right, there you have it.
1: Because... Uh, look, guns aren't good or bad. Based on the people who have agency or choice, they can be used for good or bad. Let's reality check this thing, folks. All right, Chris Carlson with us. Welcome, sir.
3: Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose, Sam. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in this fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty,
1: sir. Yeah, so you're engaged in the fight. What's your commentary on this one?
3: Well, first of all, let me say, Sam, that uh, the state of Illinois is actually my old stomping grounds. I grew up in eastern Iowa, which is right across the river. In fact, that reporter was uh, in a city that I actually worked in, (laughs) Moline, Illinois. So I'm familiar with the people of Illinois, and they're good people for the most part. In fact, Illinois, for the most part, is a farming state in the Midwest. The only problem is Cook County. Now, Cook County is where Chicago is located, and if it hadn't been for Chicago, I think – They probably would have elected a better governor than Governor Pritzker who is at odds with the vast majority of the residents of that state because I happen to know I had a girlfriend who lived in Illinois and a lot of people there. Anyway, that having been said, my recommendation, if Governor Pritzker wants to get rid of quote unquote assault weapons in his state, he should lead by example. Let him go door to door and see what type of a reception he gets When he tells people that he is there to confiscate their quote unquote assault weapons, which is a scary sounding word, I know. Uh, But there are a lot of people, including myself, who actually own those. And there are a lot of people in Illinois because they're, for the most part, red, white and blue blooded patriotic Americans. But so but let Governor Pritzker go door to door and see what type of reception he gets from the law abiding citizens of that state who happen to own according to their god-given not i would go beyond the constitution god-given right that is embodied in the constitution that he swore an oath to uphold in which he is now violating and if anything he should be arrested like you and sheriff richard matt suggested and thrown in jail for his violation of office which by the way is treason with a capital t that's my recommendation sam i don't know about your i mean i do know about yours but i agree um, yeah
1: let me ask you and this, I too. Why doesn't he go door-to-door door and see the response from the people? But let's make sure that we take away all of his armed guards and his um, entourage as governor. You see, they all have these you know, protection people around them. Let's just say you don't need all that protection, sir. That's why the American people um, understand the importance of the right to keep and bear arms. We need to protect ourselves. But look, let the governor just cruise around without any protection whatsoever as well. Because what's good for us is good for him. Just because he is elected public servant, let me say that again, public servant, that doesn't mean that he gets this entourage of special protection, does it?
3: Well, he can have as many people uh, surround him to protect him as he wants, as long as he doesn't do it on the public dime. That's my concern. Uh, As long as he legitimately... Uh, pays them from his pocket because, you know, I would say he,
1: he can't use all those weapons for protection. He's trying to take away from the rest of us.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I, I, I would, didn't look at it that way. Yeah, I guarantee you his his um, his protective detail is uh, uh, carrying assault weapons, quote unquote. I, I guarantee you that I guarantee that it's uh, the police that protect him and, and the city. Yeah, they're all
1: carrying it. guns of lethality there, Chris. Yep.
3: But that's okay, Sam, because they went through the police academy; they're trained, right? And we're a bunch of red hicks that don't know what the what end of the yeah, we're red hicks that
1: of. decided we didn't like King George too, right? Yep. So I think I think this may
3: redound to the benefit of the people of this nation. I think now there's a, a a focus on the state of Illinois to see how this will be resolved and what the sheriffs will do. Hopefully, the sheriffs. Uh, Will have enough cojones uh, to stand up to the challenge and to not bend under the pressure. And this may actually redound to the benefit of constitutionally minded uh, law abiding citizens throughout this nation, because there is now a focus on the state of Illinois uh and the media hopefully will report it accurately obviously you know there is the possibility no, they you
1: heard the difference between the two reports yeah. one was a non-friendly news group the other one was a friendly news group and you see the well, difference in the coverage <clears throat> as blatant as the nose on your face sir
3: right 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 so it is up to the discernment of the general populace now to be able to to see through the deception that is being thrown up against us in the mainstream media and there will be a sufficient number of um, red, white, and blue-blooded patriots in this nation that will be able to see. The media is so unpopular nowadays, hopefully they'll be able to see through it. I'm, I'm being probably more optimistic than I should be, but hopefully they'll be able to see through the facade of uh, propaganda. I don't know.
1: There you have it. All I can say is this, ladies and gentlemen. You people of Illinois must rise up and fire Governor Thug Pritzker. Do it now, peacefully fire him. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman blatantly calls on the good people of the great state of Illinois to peacefully fire criminal Illinois Governor Pritzker. Fire him and do it now. This guy swore to uphold the Constitution. Now he's literally signing laws into place, violating that supreme law. And then he's threatening law enforcement over it. Threatening them by smashing their bread bowl you'll have no job you'll have no way to take care of your family the thug threatens look the people of illinois you got to get this done i don't think i'm bold enough chris no no you can't be you you, we have
3: to make a firm stand against this because this will establish a precedent and it will be followed either for good or evil throughout this land because other governors are watching very carefully because you know the majority of governors, and I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican, there's pressure being applied to them, no matter which states they represent, to do the same exact thing. So this is, this is going to establish a precedent that we need to be very careful to establish on the side of freedom and constitutional rights, Sam. So the, I, my shout out to my friends in the state of Illinois, uh, where I used to work and do a lot of business. Please be firm. And please love liberty more than life. See these sheriffs. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on their shoulders. I don't envy their situations. I would not want to be in their situations. But if I were, you have to do the right thing because this is going to ripple throughout the, the entirety of the nation. In fact, throughout the world, for that matter, if you think about it. Um, and they need. They just need to do the right thing. What they need to do, Sam, is they need to educate their citizens on their God-given, constitutionally embodied right. It's embodied in the Second Amendment and in the Fourth Amendment, for that matter, to be secure in their papers, their houses, their persons, and effects. The government should have no business, no interest in whether or not you are uh, possessing uh, a gun that is protected... That is That's protected, protected in both the by seconds. the Second
1: Amendment, but it's also uh, codified. We have the right to keep it bear arms before the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, even before the Declaration of Independence was written, ladies and gentlemen. And what the Declaration of Independence calls legislation that violates true law, it's called in the Declaration of Independence pretend legislation, just so you all know. All right, yeah. there you have that. Moving on to the next article that I want Chris to comment on. Here it is. Tucker Carlson praised House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for promising to release the 14,000 hours of video footage from the January 6th, 2021 uh, event in the Capitol building. And uh, the question that Tucker asks, and I reiterate, is this. How many law enforcement agents actively helped January 6th patriots enter the building that day some did we know for a fact because we have the video uh but will kevin really release this fourteen thousand hours he promised he will he said the people deserve to know the truth what do you say chris okay so the thing that came to mind when you said that of course yes i'm obviously in favor
3: of that and there's one piece of evidence that i think the american people need to see that we really haven't talked about it's called the the columbia doors i think they're on the east side of the capitol that are literally 10 tons in weight and they have to be opened electronically and nobody but insiders, obviously law enforcement and other uh, qualified personnel would be able to open those doors. Those doors were opened on the morning or the afternoon, excuse me, of January 6th. Who opened that door? Let's see if we can release enough video footage to determine that or, you know, inform- uh, evidence in general. And I just thought I'd throw that out and I know that's kind of a, a specific thing, but yes. Uh good good for Tucker Carlson. Um I hope that the Carlson name uh, is upheld uh as as it should be in that case. But he won't. Uh, McCarthy won't. He won't do any of the things that he promised to do. What was he was talking he's talking about doing something the other day and I thought he'll never do that. Anyway. So that's my comment on that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't have a lot of confidence in
1: Kevin McCarthy, but I will say this. I'm going to treat him like Donald Trump, which means I'm concerned about him. I don't know his true intentions. I don't uh, I don't have I'm not convict convinced that he's a true patriot. Some say that he is, many say that he's not. His record in the house shows that he's not. But you know what? I'm willing to give anybody to the benefit of the doubt, Chris. And I'm willing to exactly. give anybody a chance yep. to choose right. So when Kevin McCarthy says, I'm gonna release, I promise you that I will release all 14,000 hours of what happened on that day when patriots were let inside the building by law enforcement, my response is, go, Kevin. You know what? Get it done, buddy. The more you do that's right, the more I will praise you. The more you stand with the supreme law of the land and with we the people, the more I will support you. And if you can prove yourself to be a patriot, I will, I will promote you. But you know what? I'll give you an example. Uh, this whacked-out George Santos guy that lied to get into office, literally... Criminal activity, election fraud. Kevin McCarthy says, no big deal, not going to worry about that. My response, shame on you, Kevin. Shame on you for allowing election fraud to happen blatantly in the open and then let that guy join your, quote, team. Shame on you, sir. Now, when it comes to releasing the video, good on you, sir. See, I don't take sides, Chris. I call it as I see it uh, uh, in in from a constitutional founding father-esque yeah. point of view. When you allow election fraud to happen, I'm never, ever going to be okay with it. I'm going to condemn it, and I'm going to shame on you for being involved in it, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but when you do good things, like release the uh, you know information so that we have transparency and accountability, I think we need that. So when Tucker Carlson praises Kevin, I agree with Tucker. I'll do the same thing to Tucker and anybody else. When they're right on an issue, they'll get my support. When they're wrong, then they're going to get my Uh, I shouldn't say condemnation, but they're going to get my rebuke. They're going to get my here's why you're wrong, Kevin. It isn't about you as a person. It's about principle. That's the bottom line for me, Chris. I've always been this way in all of my broadcasting history, and I'm going to remain the same, sir.
3: You are objective, certainly. And if the voting fraud favored the Republicans,
1: I'd be just as. Uh, opposed no, this favors the Republicans. This George Santos guy is a Republican. That's right. He committed right. election okay. fraud, and he voted for Speaker McCarthy. And that's why yeah, McCarthy he, kept him. He, shame uh, on them both. And shame on everybody claims. who stands by and says nothing.
3: Yeah, well, he, he, he must be a rhino Republican if that's the case.
1: Oh, he no, is for he, sure. He's from New York. He's a liar and a thief. He stole the election from the American people. Uh, You know, Kevin says, well, the people elected him. Yeah, with all kinds of dishonest faults, they elected him on a false premise that they didn't realize, sir. And he says, well, let's just wait two years and see uh, if the people keep him. Well, that's not not fair. Why give a criminal? (laughs) Why give a liar two years years to become uh, an incumbent? Okay, what you get is incumbent. status. What you get is plenty of money behind you to stay in office. So we won't know what the people's will will be. The people's will was circumvented by the lies, Kevin. By the criminal activity that preceded this, Kevin. Okay, that's the problem. But see, this guy might stay if he's good enough at fundraising and good enough at surrounding himself and good enough at deceiving the people. Uh, We've got a short memory. In two years, all he's got to do is bring home a little bit of bacon. All he's got to do is tap into the fundraising, secret fundraising, dark money, dark, and you'll never stop the guy. See, that's the problem that you don't get, Kevin. Well, you probably get it all too well. That's the real problem. So I'm going to praise them when they do good, and I'm going to criticize them when they don't do good, and I'm going to highlight the fundamental principles behind my stance every time. Yep. There you go. And
3: you'll hear, you'll hear cries, but as ridiculous as it may sound, Sam, and I'll 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 leave my comments of this. You'll hear people say, oh, he who he who is without sin cast the first stone. You know, we've all made little white lies here and there. And they'll use that as rationalization to keep them in. If they do that, they will have perpetrated a crime for which they should be ashamed. But
1: I don't know. This isn't this isn't just little white lies, though. This guy lied about his his employment. He lied about his education He lied about his owning property. He lied about his ethnicity. He lied about his historical relevance from a family point of view. This guy is a flat-out criminal. There's no way to avoid that, right?
3: Yeah, well, we'll see what type of integrity – well, we already know what type of integrity or lack thereof that Kevin McCarthy has. But uh, we'll we'll see if he pulls under the pressure. I mean, at this point, it's just applying enough pressure. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Anyway, there you have that. I just thought I'd bring all this to your attention. Uh, I know those are topics that you um, didn't have in your list of things you wanted to discuss today, Chris. <laughs> but I really think that some of these are late-breaking information like this gun bill. Um, most, peop- most people don't realize the sheriffs are pushing back here. Uh, the mainstream press just wants to kind of mock the sheriffs as if they're somehow you know off the beat um but it's not true the truth is the sheriffs are standing up for what's right the american people need the education that goes behind what happened if you will uh any final thought on that
3: maybe the C, uh the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association can make a little trip to illinois and um Maybe have a little conference there. I don't know. It's just a recommendation as the CEO of the organization, Sam, you might, and I know you're, you've considered that, at least issue some, and in, in you're in the midst of uh, issuing some uh, press releases.
1: Yeah, we're working on a press too. release to support these sheriffs. We're also going to be calling several of these sheriffs and say, hey, you know, I know there's five or six sheriffs that are pretty bold on this in, in Illinois who are willing to speak out. How many sheriffs are really backing this? Because, look, the CSPOA back in the day, Chris – uh, when gun control was happening and everything else, number one, one of the sheriffs went and sued the Clinton administration and won. Yep. That was Richard Mack. Uh, but since 1997, when that victory was had, uh, there's been a lot of times where they've pushed for gun control. And you've literally had, uh, aligning with the CSPOA, upwards of 600 sheriffs say, no, no, we're not doing that. And so we do have support for our position big time so we're going to be digging into that to get kind of some answers because it's really important to know where people stand um these sheriffs are wisely bringing this up look we control the jails well in my opinion if if the governor uh, ventures into any of your counties sheriff arrest him just arrest him for his violation of the second <laughs> amendment he has no authority yeah, to do that whatsoever. Exactly. Toss him in you your jail it. and say, we're going to have a discussion when you're in your, what do they call that, suit? What color suit is that when you go to jail?
3: Oh, an orange jumpsuit.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to go to the orange jumpsuit there, and we'll talk about it, Governor. See, because be if people see watch. the governor in a jumpsuit, it'll really send a message. Oh, yeah, and they and have the messages, every right
3: to do that. The they message is the right, do not do this. Do not do You don't that. have authority. You have consequences. Yep. No, you're 100% right. completely and totally justified, and they have an obligation, not only a right or a, or a power, they have the obligation to do just that. To set an example for the other governors in this nation who, you know, many of them are thinking about doing the same things. If they could get away with it, they would have done it yesterday. Right. Set an example.
1: Well, here's, the final, here's the final for this hour. <clears throat> Joe Biden creepily whispers that he will veto any bill repealing his 87,000 new IRS agents. He says he'll veto the bill. So he's got news for you. He'll shut you down. I got news for the president. You ready? Here's what the House should say. That's fine. You do that, we'll hold up every single penny in government Until you come to your senses, sir, we the House control the purse strings. Remember the supreme law you swore to uphold, President? We hold the purse strings and not a penny for you until you come to your senses. Let's have a showdown. That's my response. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on your radio. God save the Republic of the United States of America.